Hello, everybody. This is Kiki Fulton. I'm going to do a movie review of Anatomy of a Fall. But first, I'd like to say apologies for like the low quality video. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I just finally found a microphone that I think is decent that didn't cost me an arm and a leg. I don't know why with my laptop, the screen be blurry. Haven't figured it out yet. I do have a camera. I don't know how to use it <laughs> at the moment. So just bear with me. But anyways, that said, let me get into the review of Anatomy of a Fall. Now, I first came from familiar with this uh, or learned about this movie through watching several videos and reading several, you know, like views on Variety, Hollywood Reporter and, and Deadline <clears throat> about this movie because it was making its waves in like the festival circuit. And I believe it won an award. Um, I can't remember the name of the award. I think it's like in a French name, so I'm not even going to bother to say it. Um, but the premise of the movie sounded really good about this woman who was accused of murdering her husband, her husband who either fell off the, the, the like actually jumped or she, he she pushed him. So she does end up getting arrested because the police believe she did push her husband out the window of the house. Um, and the only witness is their son who is legally blind. Um, he didn't really witness it, like the act itself, but <clears throat> he was the first person to find his father and he called out for him, like he screamed out for his mother, who then immediately called the police. This movie was so good. This woman, better one in the world. Hold on, let me look on my phone. So the premise of the it's the description of the movie on Google says a woman is suspected of her husband's murder and their blind son faces a more dilemma as the sole witness. As I, I basically said, I was more professional. So Sandra is the name of the wife. The son's name is Daniel. The husband's name is Vincent. And then there's a lawyer. Is it? I don't know which one's the lawyer. Um, I think it's the La Critique Latinia. And he's the one that represents Sandra. And then the the lawyer that is fighting on behalf of the deceased husband is La Aviant General, I believe. I don't know. Um, anyways, so the movie starts out, Sandra's an author, so she is doing an interview with this woman. And Sandra clearly is flirting with this journalist. Like She's clearly flirting with her, which my red flags immediately like why is she just blatantly flirting with this woman inside her home her child's there her husband's there so in the midst of them having a conversation the husband starts to play the acapella version of 50 cent um what's that song called p-i-m-p so he's playing he's playing it like ridiculously loud like it's clear he's trying to disrupt her interview and i don't know if it's because he clocked in that his wife was flirting with this woman or he was mad at his wife for some other reason um and then later it pivots to the sun he's outside he's walking the dog and then it goes back you see her walking upstairs um and then the next thing you know it goes back to it and then the man is deceit has unfortunately fallen to his death and the son finds him calls out for the mother's name so that's like the the beginning of it so then you know she calls the police the police are there they're all being questioned 
Um, initially, she wasn't a suspect, but immediately later, like I think within 24 hours, they made her a suspect. She called her lawyer, um, and then she got arrested. And um, the thing is, the son claims everything was great with the because you know they're questioning. He says like he don't think his parents were arguing, but as the movie goes on and they investigate this little boy's story, they realize it was impossible for where he was positioned to hear if his parents were having a nice copacetic conversation or if they were having a more volatile conversation. So it mostly focuses on the court case. And I'm going to say, guys, it's going to be spoilers. So do what you want. <laughs> but anyways, um, mostly focuses on the court case. And then it kind of goes back, you know, to the, the past. Um, and you do, you like learn that she's a, she's a successful author. The husband is a professor, but he's been trying for years to be a professional novelist himself, but he just feels, he doesn't really believe in himself, feel like his stories are good enough. And so then he, over time, he grows to resent his wife's success and feels like he is having to take on more of the house responsibilities, like with the son and then a job he doesn't really care for. And he feels like she just can go off and do whatever she wants. And he's stuck there. But the premise, I mean, the other side of that, she's like, first of all, because they now live in, um, since they moved to France, she's from Germany. And she was like, I moved my whole life to be here with you because you said this was going to be so great for us and it's going to be so great for you. Yet here I feel stuck. You still ain't publishing a book. No one told you because he also homeschools the son. She's like, no one told you to homeschool the son. So you 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 learn there's there are some cracks in this relationship. You also learn of her her infidelity. He's also very resentful of that as well. Um but the quite, still the big question is, did she actually kill her husband? Like, did she push him out the window? First of all, I'm thinking, does she have the strength to push him? Because he was, like, twice her size. Like, I'm I'm like, she was tiny. Like, I just can't see her being able to push him outside the window. Second of all, why would she do that? Because then that's going to leave her as an only parent. And honestly, I got to buy as much as she loves her son, doing the daily grind of having to take care of a child, much less a blind child, not her for her, not her for forte. So to me, I was like, it just, it just, it's, it's not adding up. So, you know, they have all the witnesses. And what I thought was so funny is the men that were, you know, the experts will immediately relate. She, she had to, she, yeah, she did it. She did it. But the evidence they were presenting really wasn't evidence. It was more like speculation or like they can't see no other way. And it's like, but no, where's the evidence? And the woman, they only got one woman expert, by the way, which I thought was revealing one woman expert. And she was like, first of all, based on this woman's size, doubt it. Second of all, the way he fell, there's many different ways he could have fallen, whether he was pushed or not pushed. But she was leaning more to like he jumped. He jumped to his death. Um, and then she was like, it, it just, I can't, she couldn't see anything else. But the men were just so, these male experts were just so quick to blame Sandra 
based again on really speculation and their own feelings and their own hate for her because she's a woman who committed adultery. She's the one with a successful career and her husband had feelings of not being really, it felt like his manhood was being diminished because of his wife. And they, they basically were like, Blaming her like her husband was blaming her for his own failures, his own lack of confidence in his own self. Um, so, like, it really touches on sexism without spelling the sexism out. It touches on misogyny without, like, spelling it out. Instead of telling you, it's showing you. Like, you're seeing it. And you're like, this seems... Like, there was one scene, and this is a big, big spoiler. So, please bounce. Please bounce. Um the lawyer that's representing the husband or really representing the state um, starts to read passages from her book because, you know, she uses her own life to in- incorporate it within her fictional work. Um, so he starts to read this one passage about how she's resentful of her husband and blah, blah, blah. And her lawyer had to point out, it's like, since when do we can use fiction as evidence of a crime? And he said, second of all, like, so does that mean Stephen King is a mass murderer? Is a murderer? <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? Um, but the judge lets the, the, the lawyer still finish reading the stuff off. But it was like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> you can't present fictional. It's the same, like, for those that follow anything in America politically or it's the same as the cases that have been against some of these um, rappers and they're using their lyrics against them to prove, oh, they're a murderer because they talked about murdering in their songs. Since when artists have leeway, yes, sometimes they use their life as an influence, but it doesn't necessarily mean everything they're saying is true. Sometimes they just blatantly make up crap. Bob Dylan's talked about murder and stuff. I don't think he's ever harmed anybody. Um, what do you call it? Uh, what's going on? My brain is drawing a freeze because it's late. Uh, who else are they like trying to use their work to point out and make it? I can't remember. When it comes back to me, it comes back to me. But I just thought that scene was very ridiculous but revealing at the same time. Like you'll just use anything to blame a woman because some man was unhappy with his life. And it's like I never at one point did anyone ever hold this man responsible for his own failures, for his own resentments, for his own mental instability. Like, what he chose not to publish, get his books published. He was okay with his, according to her, was okay with her having affairs with other women as long as she told him about it. And even if he wasn't okay, you chose to stay with her. You chose to stay with her knowing that she had been sleeping with other people. So, again, how is that her fault? Like, but I just can't believe, like, I need to learn the, the, the court system in France because it's wild to me that you can present fictional stuff as evidence. That's just absolutely wild to me. Like, where do you do that at? Like, that's <laughs> crazy. It almost kind of reminds me of the Italian court system where it's like, they can just keep charging somebody over and over and over and over and over again for the same child until they get their way. Like, oh, let it go. Let it go. Um, 
So yeah, that was crazy to me. I'm not gonna tell you what the ending was because I'm not I'm not that cruel little person. Um, but it was such a good movie. And this actress that plays Sandra, that woman definitely better be nominated during America's award season time for like the Emmys and the Golden Globes and uh, Oscars, like all that stuff. I better see her name on this. So her name is Sandra. Hello and hello. Um, guys, I'm so sorry. I don't know how to pronounce stuff, but she better, I better see her. I better see, I also better, see, I think the kid should get um, supporting. He was really, really good. I was very invested in his character because I was just like, sir, are you just trying to protect your mama? Or are you telling the truth with just a little boy and you're nervous and you're sad about your dad? Like, cause your story's all over the place. <laughs> Stories all over the place. Um, his name in real life is uh, Milo Manjato Granar. Great. I think the husband was good too. I don't think he deserves like to be in the in the awards conversation, but I think he was he was solid. That scene, guys, for the people that saw him, that scene where they because you remember they have recordings. Okay, this is another spoiler, big spoiler too. They have the recordings of um. The husband was recording the conversations. In the beginning, he used to get the family's permission to record their conversations. And at some point, he just stopped asking permission. It was just always recording. And they were not aware. So he was recording a lot of stuff, particularly a lot of the arguments they were having. Because he wanted to use that, allegedly, for material for his, his whatever he was working on. Um, so one of the main, big arguments came out. You know, this is the one where he's blaming her because of his career, lack of career, his unhappiness and calling her selfish and all this other stuff, accusing her of cheating. And um, that gets recorded. And all I could think, just listening to this recording, to me, I was like, this still does not prove that she killed her husband because they got an argument. She and never once in an argument did she threaten to kill him. Like, oh, I'm gonna kill you. I, I can't wait for you to die. Like, no, she never said any. She basically pointed out, stop blaming me for your crap. Stop blaming me for your failure. Stop blaming me for your low confidence. If you want to go out and get another job, get another job. If you want to take time off to write, do that. No one asked you to homeschool our kid. He could go to school. <laughs> we can send him to school. Like you told, you've made these decisions about your life, but you want to blame me for following my dreams. I never told you not to follow your dreams, but for somehow that to be used as evidence because he was a he was short sighted his own life. I was like, this is wild. But then again, why am I surprised? I am a Black person living in America. I have seen how unfair the injustice system is to look towards Black people. So I shouldn't have been surprised seeing this in France towards a woman. Like, women will be blamed just for everything. Just like Black people are blamed for everything. Because men don't take responsibility for themselves. That's what, that is the thing that got on my nerves most. This husband not taking responsibility for his own damn life. You moved your whole family here to live where you in your country with where your family is, and you're still not happy. That still wasn't good enough for you. Boy, bye. That's your problem. That is your problem. Now, as far as did she kill him or she not? I'm not gonna tell you that. You gotta go watch the movie. Um, but I'm gonna tell you what. 
Men, it's time for y'all to man up and just start taking responsibility for yourself. Stop thinking the world owes you stuff. They don't owe you anything. Women don't owe you anything. They don't owe you their bodies. They don't owe you their time. They don't owe you their your, their life. Point blank, period. This movie was great. This movie also better be nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars and the Emmys. But I'm not saying, I don't know if it should win. I haven't seen all the pictures yet. I've only seen um, another movie I think could potentially get nominated is Priscilla. I still haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon, which I'm based off of what I'm hearing. I'm sure that movie's going to be nominated during all the American awards and, and stuff. Um, so I have to see the other movies. I know that the actress Sandra is also in another movie called The Zone of Interest, which I've been hearing really great things about, and I really want to see that movie. I hope that movie comes near me, and I hope it's not in that theater that has the mice. I can't do it. I can't go back to that theater. Um, anyways, point. Um, it's, I don't always get independent films near me, or if they do, they come to that damn there to look at the mice that just oh god um so the zone of interest by the way it's about um during the holocaust time which oh for that movie to come out during what's going on in this world right now oh my god it's gonna be heavy for me to watch it's gonna be heavy um and so it's about like one of the guys that was under hitler like a commander or whatever um well, what we would call commander today in, in, within the American military. What do they call them? High high rates or so I don't know. Anyways, he was one of the higher ranker people in the military for Hitler. And he decided to build like a home next to one of the concentration camps. And it's about the family and how they just go with their own like daily lives. And like, like this whole Holocaust, like all these Jewish people are just being mass slaughtered just simply because they're Jewish. Um Sounds like it's going to be a very good movie. It's going to be heavy. Um, hopefully I can get through it. I got through Schindler's List. I got through the Holocaust Museum in D.C., although I cried the whole way through that museum. I really don't watch too many Holocaust movies. Just like I don't watch too many slavery movies. I think these movies are important to be made, but I feel like for me personally, I have to watch them here and there because it's just, it's just too much and it, it, it puts me in a really weird space. And... You know, I get to be around and I start hating people, looking at people like I hate you. And it's like, you weren't even involved in this. You weren't born like I wasn't born. Like, so I have to watch them here and there. So I don't think I've watched a movie about the Holocaust in a while. So I think I can watch The Zone of Interest. But The Zone of Interest has nothing to do with Adam of the Fall, besides that this shares the same lead actress. Um... Yeah, go see Anatomy of the Fall. This movie will blow your freaking mind. You will be thinking about it for days after seeing it because that I was thinking about it for days because I was just like, because I was so livid about the misogyny and the sexism in it. I was just how can fiction be used as evidence? How could, well, just because I think this is what happened, it happened. But sir, that's not evidence. Speculation is not evidence. Your feelings are not evidence. Evidence is evidence. Tangible crap that you can prove without a reasonable doubt. Oh, girl, go, just go see it. Guys, go see it. Girls, go see it. Men, go see it. No, you know, men, women, go see the movie. Um, yeah. Well, this is my second movie review video. Hopefully in time, they'll get better.
with don't be so grainy but you know what? i don't mind the grainy i'm not perfect see ya